Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, where we stick the boot into the various subcultures, influences, and grifters that have taken root in the year 2020. When the coronavirus dominated the headlines and changed the way we live, I think only a very clever few of us expected the show to be taken over by fuckwits and paranoid psychopaths. The Conditional Release Program celebrates the lunatic fringe in Australia and beyond to cover the sheer insanity of a post-truth world run by reptilian overlord Mark Zuckerberg. This year has irreparably damaged my faith in humanity, and I look forward to sharing the reasons why, so we can basically give up on the idea of democracy and steer the ship toward full-blown nihilism and apathy, because the world has gone to hell in a handbasket and should be institutionalised. But failing that, we're on a conditional release program. Uh, my name is Jack the Insider, and I'm a journo, co-author of several books, including The Fine Cotton Fiasco and Unholy Trinity, and a man that appreciates the comedy that is produced by people that define their lives my paranoid fantasies. I like to spend time in the company of scammers, charlatans, drifters, hucksters, hardcore crooks and utter bastards. And I want to tell you all about them. What makes them tick and why you can't spend a minute on the internet without being assaulted by their idiocy. Hello listeners, my name is Joel Hill and I spend way too much time on the internet basically just watching idiots discuss crap they made up on the day. My fascination with these insane internet subcultures started off with the incels which we'll cover in a later episode, but I've more moved on to the harder drug of QAnon, sovereign citizens, anti-vaxxers, and of course the anti-lockdown lunatics that seem to relish in fucking with Bunning stuff. And 2020 has been a wild ride for many reasons. The thing that really stands out, despite the obvious plague, is the collective brain hemorrhage that's happened on the internet, which is mostly occurring on Facebook. But Jack and I found we had something in common, which is that we find the deluded ramblings of these people very funny. And while everyone's trying to figure out the whole thing and they get down to the real root causes, they've forgotten to really take a moment to just breathe in how ridiculous all this shit really is. I mean, if a fake internet spy born on an image board made famous by Nazi activity and child pornography manages to help get a suspected pedophile president re-elected on the basis that he's saving the children from trafficking in tunnels actually happens, the only thing you can really do is laugh. Because everyone's a bloody journalist these days. I'm a journalist. Well, yeah, you are, but I'm not. I'm not saying we're not going to give these topics a bit of a deep dive. Like, well, you I'm, know, I'm, yeah. I'm, we have to. We have to get deep. We'll have a go, but we're not background briefing. This is not going to be Walkley award-winning journalism. Where oh, well. you're going to learn a few things, but almost all of them are completely useless and mostly made up by middle-aged weirdos on the internet. But I think you'll find it cathartic that someone's finally sticking the boot up the ass of the rising tide of fucking idiocy that has defined this year's political and social discourse. And now first in the conditional release programs, Grifter and Shithill Global News. Well, look, it turns out, uh, Joel, that uh, if you're in a bit of strife and you bring enough people with you to court, you might get off. 23 or more, I believe. 23 or more, a couple of cricket teams. Yeah, basically, Gene McPherson on Facebook has uh, decided uh, somehow out of the blue that if you have 23 or more of your friends in, a, uh, in the public gallery in a, um, in a courtroom, you can use them as your jury. I've got to really use that during my drink drive. But apparently, Gene McPherson, uh, uh, and she's basically come up with this idea that, that, look, we know that there'll be a hell of a lot of QAnons before the courts over the next few months, breaching COVID restrictions and what have you. And... Uh, and uh, Gene reckons, bring a couple of cricket teams full of mates with you and they will replace the magistrate. Yep, it's a magic cheat code that only sovereign citizens will know. 
And uh, of course, these idiots are above the law because being a petulant child often clashes with the law and ends you up in court. And uh, the great thing that's really interesting is that not only is this a theory, but this tactic was used in another court, which I'm not sure if that's district or supreme or appeal, pre-COVID. According yeah, to according Gene. Gene. Oh, according yeah. to Gene. Yeah, no, this all comes from the world of Gene, pre-COVID. And we, the jury, insinuating that she was actually there, dismissed the defendant's case. Ah, oh, yes. Well, there you go. And, and look, I actually look forward to that clash with you. When you bring, bring your 23-plus along with you and the magistrate, you ask the magistrate to stand down, how far do you reckon you'll get, who uh, were probably thinking, well, I wasn't going to put you in jail, but I've changed my mind now. It's, I think it's time. Like, uh, this sort of troublemaking is ridiculous, and it's really uh, indicative of the way in which people on Facebook really do make shit up, and they make shit up with incredible confidence. Jean has said that she was literally there when this happened. Yeah. It did not happen. There are no records. This is what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with people who will say with completely straight faces that I, shit that did not happen absolutely happened. Fucking madness. Anyway, moving on. There's, let's there's, 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 there's a further sort of edge to the madness here when we think of uh, Jordan Satter, who's a, an American clown uh, who's been, uh, been pushing uh, not just drinking bleach, not just any bleach, but his bleach. Oh, yeah. The, the, the miracle mineral solution, which, uh, of course, uh, is only available in certain outlets. And um, he's a real grifter, and uh, his, uh, his account was deleted. I think he had something like 200,000 uh, followers. I don't know. Once you reach 100,000, it's gravy from there. And uh, he had a real reach and a real influence. He was a, a bigger tender of a lot of the rallies that happened, the Save the Children rallies and all those bullshit, you know, sort of um, uh, thinly veiled Q attempts at uh, sort of, you know, creating public uh, um, unrest uh, over the last few months. And, 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 selling, and selling his bleach off the back of the truck. Anyway, oh, exactly. through his website, I must say, but yeah, but but doing that for regular consumption. He's even piped up recently uh, when Trump got sick. Of course, he did, uh, suggesting that uh, Trump should be drinking the uh, mineral, mineral, miracle mineral solution well, through his probably. like alternate account with no followers. It's great. They're probably, they're probably they're probably thinking about giving him that right now. But um, look, uh, it is one of those things. And and in all seriousness, basically, when we look at uh, deaths that have arisen from. Uh, misinformation surrounding COVID, the big one, and we're talking thousands of deaths here, uh, yep. come from drinking bleach. Which is very concerning. Uh, indeed it is. Now, what, what is interesting also there is that Twitter have actually moved on Saturday and said, actually get damp, and, uh, and presumably he's gone to infest himself in other parts of social media. But it seems that Twitter at least is, is, is a bit fair dinkum uh, yes. about removing these troublemakers off social media. But Facebook yep. and Instagram, no. not so much. Not the same. Not even close. They, re- they removed Liz Cronkin recently from uh, Instagram. Instagram being an interesting place to red pill people because obviously it has a different demographic. It's a lot more of your yoga pants wearing Q followers and a lot of those quite terrifying ones who um, really go hard on the Save the Children. But knocking her off was a bit of a tokenistic move when I'm still getting suggestions for anti-vax and QAnon sort of grifter sites. Let let it be known that, of course, I do subscribe to about 50 of these and I have an incredibly interesting Facebook group collection, but the algorithm should not be pushing this at all. Uh, yes, that's the way it seems to be going. But there's a political element too because we are now starting to see QAnon line up political representatives and we are now seeing political parties, or at least one in the United States, uh, uh, forming some fairly close connections with them. 
Absolutely. And, uh, and earlier this week, the uh, the House of Representatives in uh, in DC uh, passed a resolution proposed by uh, the Democrats uh, to, to denounce QAnon. Pretty and, easy uh, vote. Uh, I think there were 142 Dems and uh, 120 Republicans voted uh, voted in favour. So uh, some of the GOP, GOP boys, the great great old party boys and girls, jumped on, but some didn't. Apparently, yep. uh, apparently, uh, what have we got? 13 voted voted nay. Yeah, according to Will Sommer on um, uh, Twitter, that um, that was the count, and uh, also 40 that didn't vote. Yeah, so they 40, just thought not worth the time. 40 abstain. Bit suspicious. Of course, QAnon, QAnon people vote. And, and the bigger this thing gets, the, the, the bigger the voting block they've got. Now, and you'll see that most political parties, with the, with the possible exception of the amoral GOP, most political parties will run a mile from this. From this, uh, from this Absolutely. Party. And so there's really only a couple of places within the American uh, political context where they can, where they can find some sort of favour. It's very it's, it's it's concerning because the thing is the Americans have an optional voting system. Of course, we're used to the idea of this, like you know, mandatory voting. Everyone votes, but getting out the vote is actually a really important thing in the states. And if you look at a situation like this, where we're being sort of uh, presented with either Trump or not Trump, and this really sort of like limp and sad reason to get out and spend four hours in the cold waiting for a bloody voting booth to pop up, mate, you've got people who now think that their vote is going to save children from tunnels. These are the people who will stand in line. They will send the votes. They will turn up. Whereas people who are posed with a snowy day or just they're a little bit busy aren't going to vote for Grandpa Joe because he's not really that compelling. Saving the children, great reason to get out. Yeah, that's one thing. And there's only, there's only one way that, that those, those votes are going to go too because oh, yeah. Donald Trump is, is their goal. Absolutely. Yeah. He's the Lord and Saviour, which we'll explain much deeper later on. As we go, uh, look, uh, we saw some other news pop forward here. A, a classic trolling of uh, the QAnon lads uh, and, and very, Amy, uh, very, very funny work and some tremendous work. Who do you think is who do you think is responsible for this? Let me just explain first. There was there were papers leaked of Adrenochrome sales. Now <laughs> you might firstly want to kick it off by explaining what Adrenochrome is, Joe. So basically a massive part of the Q universe is the idea that the elites, especially Hillary Clinton and Hume Abbott and, uh, you know, famously Anthony Weiner's uh, very forgiving wife, uh, they basically eat babies, they eat children, but the main thing is that drinking the blood of tortured children, which really adds a lot of spice to the conspiracy, brings out the adrenochrome, the adrenaline in their blood. And when they drink that, they maintain youth and they also get a sort of a high, um, which is associated with sort of like ultra-productive very, uh, you know, sort of um, mentally stimulating sort of high. Um, and this is the reason why elites stay elite. It's highly addictive. So when they can't get their hands on it, they start really freaking out. So if you ever see an emaciated celebrity, it's almost certainly because their adrenochrome supply has gone a bit spare. And adrenochrome is something you need to buy on the black market through these networks of child traffickers and mad scientists. And basically. this is what we saw. So we saw the actual, well, not actual, but, but we saw some fabricated sales documents leaked, so-called leaked onto the internet uh, that, that basically said uh, these are the children that have uh, had their adrenochrome drained, where they're yep. from, yep. and who purchased them. 
And the quality of the adrenochrome, which insinuates the quality of the torture inflicted upon them, it's, uh, which adds it's, real- it's not like a fine red wine that uh, that gets uh, better as it gets older. Uh, no, it, it would be the younger, the younger the better in the yeah. case of adrenochrome, wouldn't it? Who do you think was responsible for leaking this? Who, I think it's Chan, Four Chan, Eight Chan. Um, well, I mean Eight Kun now, but um, but yeah, it it really stinks of those sort of guys. But it definitely has the hallmarks of extreme pranks. Um, some of the underlying issues here are really interesting. One of them is the fact, of course, that the address on the thing is Trump Tower, yes. um, which is a massive nod. Uh, but there's also many addresses to really screw these guys up. I watched a video on BitChute by an incredibly stupid individual who spent a lot of time digging through this, and they found the registered trademark, which was a really obvious nod on the paper, uh, which turned out to go to a uh, Spanish restaurant in, um, in Philadelphia. Oh, they're in. They're in for a hard time over the next uh, few weeks, aren't they? They, they, they will. The, the, the anons will assume that this uh, Mexican restaurant uh, in Philly, uh, selling a bit of pork, doing some wonderful work, a uh, 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 part of the the child abduction and torturing business. Hundred percent. And the the actual racism. I mean, not like kitty racism or like ha ha yeah. racism. Like a bit of identity politics. The the kids on 4chan are genuine right you know we're talking Christchurch shooter level here and they think it's really funny to basically throw these guys under the bus and have someone turn up with an assault rifle trying to free up a kid and, it's gonna happen and and what they did the the, the, the sales documents that they that they released they they really have worked don't I mean they, they really have trolled oh, yeah. they really they, have they, trolled the anons the anons believe this they just sucked that straight into them like oh, yeah. a bit of adrenochrome Absolutely, and and and, uh, and and thought, oh well, this is the proof we've been looking. For. They've truly mainlined it, and it, I really wasn't sure when it dropped whether people were going to take it seriously or not, because there is that small shadow of reason, especially if some of their thought leaders come in and say, no, no, this isn't the case, and people tend to drop them. But no, no, there's a, there's a lot of skepticism in the community. To give them credit, a lot of people have said this is ridiculous. You shouldn't pay any attention to it. But the amount of people who are hardened conspiracy theorists with miles under their belt who have taken this incredibly serious, and of course they see it as a vindication of their paranoia. Absolutely. Now they've got proof. They've got proof. Now, that they've, got proof. now they've got proof. And they've Chikarani, got proof. And Chikarani's email, uh are in deep trouble in Philadelphia. The, they've deleted their Facebook profile, which is indicative of what's happened so far. So they're all in being hammered, but there will be people turning up on the front door, I would imagine, that some. I wouldn't doubt it for a second. And that is uh, that is the news. Moving on, we're going to go to a deep dive in uh, QAnon. But first, uh, spray from Jack. If you know about QAnon, uh, you might find this kind of funny. If you don't, you might find it slightly confusing. But hopefully, in time, this will make sense. QAnon is a death cult. But don't let that put you off. And when did death cults get such a bad name anyway? For a start, you'll live a lot longer than if you signed on the dotted line with Heaven's Gate. Although Marshall Applewhite and his lads did sport superior leisure wear. If you're like me and looking for easy answers to complex problems, you might run your index finger down the long list of cults in Australia. The Scientology has always been a goer, and if you hang around for long enough to become a Thetan level 8, you will develop eerie powers of telekinesis. Tommy Cruz can tidy his shed up in 30 seconds, put everything back where it belongs, just by staring at all the shit he left lying around. It's a real boon for the time poor. But Scientology is fucking expensive, and if you join L. Ron Hubbard's extended family, the first million years can be a real pain in the ass. Whereas all you need to join QAnon is a functioning internet connection, which, I grant you, under Malcolm Turnbull's NBN, is problematic. 
Now, in Australia, QAnon is a smorgasbord where you can grab a handful of grease-sodden chicken tenders but decline the great lump of gristly grey matter swimming in an orange gravy in the Bamaree right next to them. In other words, if you think chemtrails are a great pile of steaming shit but have an inkling Donald Trump is saving kids rather than just molesting the cute ones, then jump on in. And what you reckon is entirely up to you. Or whatever the YouTube clip you're looking at reckons. Sure, you have to drink the Kool-Aid just like in Jonestown, and we all know what happened there. Left a lot of people in the horizontal after their small colons collapsed and fell out of their asses. Messed up Guyana as a glamping destination for years too. But with QAnon in Australia, you don't actually have to pick up a schooner and scull down the sort of toxins that killed Farlap. With QAnon, you're only drinking virtual Kool-Aid that only poisons your mind. And unlike Scientology, where you're starting a low-pay grade wiping Nancy Cartwright's ass, at QAnon, you'll find things out and you'll quickly fit right in. You'll find out Hillary Clinton eats babies in bizarre satanic rituals designed to make her look more youthful, which, to be honest, doesn't seem to be paying off. You'll find out why you don't see kids cavorting playfully in our parks anymore because they've been abducted, murdered, ground into a fine powder and snorted up Bill Gates' left nostril. And you'll discover the Rothschilds have been manipulating the House of Windsor for centuries and operate Betty II with a complex system of pulleys and levers. If you're the sort of person who wants to spend less time with their families, then QAnon is for you. If you think a good dose of measles will toughen up your kids, the fabulous world of QAnon is calling. And if you're the type of person who needs World War II explained to them and how we defeated communist Russia once and for all, QAnon has got your name written all over it. And do your own research. That is to say, have a look at someone else's on Facebook, possibly a celebrity chef with multiple personality disorders or a failed nightclub bouncer at the Croxton Park Hotel in the midst of a fully blown psychotic episode where once mere delusions of grandeur have shifted to a fully blown messianic complex. And remember, it's just like Pol Pot said, the dumb, the boneheaded, the really fucking stupid will inherit the earth. All right, thanks for that, Jack. Um, now we're going to go into a more deeper dive, but an introduction into QAnon, uh, which is a very frustrating conspiracy universe for me because I've been into conspiracy theories since I was about 15. Um, I had quite an awkward morning on uh, September 11, 2001, when I was walking around telling everyone that uh, due to American foreign policy, uh, it was basically coming and that it was quite likely more of a conspiracy than people thought. And that didn't win me friends. But since then, I've always kept a fairly keen eye. It's nuts. You were very young. You were very young and impressionable at the time. I'm no stranger to conspiracy universes. I've dabbled. I used to have a subscription to Nexus magazine. I'm not here to say that conspiracy theories are shit. I just think that a lot of the modern ones are not as much a conspiracy theory as they are just a sort of narcissistic personality cult. And, I mean, as Jack would say, a death cult. Well, sooner or later, all cults become death cults. Uh, the hammer comes down and, and all of a sudden you're standing in line for a, a glass of cordial and strychnine. Um, and QAnon is no different, but its broader reach is of great concern here, you see. We're seeing more and more of it being legitimised. So when we look at the US uh, presidential election on the 3rd of November, everyone uh, around the world is watching to see who will win out of the Trumpster and uh, and little Joe. Down ticket, we have, uh, I think, some 34 senators being elected and uh, and a whole heap of uh, House of Representatives. Uh, <clears throat> uh, and so uh, we can see that there are a number of QAnon people or people sympathetic to the QAnon cult uh, 
they're on the tickets. Absolutely. It's going into the halls of power in a way that is gradual, but anything is scary. So death cult-wise, Joe Biden wins. What happens? Well, as they uh, quote in Time magazine, the woman said that she was literally going to take her children into her garage and start the car, which is quite a a throwaway. And uh, look, this might be a fairly rare sentiment, and it's probably the exact same as everyone's moving to bloody Canada at the moment that John Howard gets re-elected. Yeah, yeah, we've heard all that before, and that certainly is uh, at the extreme end of that particular scale. It's upping the ante, though, a bit. If Biden wins, of course, we probably should explain that, that, that Donald Trump is their saviour. Is that's that's the way he. And it's I mean, good basically, the the grift all started as a sort of pro-Trump. Absolutely, thing. it's well, the way of basically you know you're four and you're eight, Jan, getting Trump back in the office. They they memeing him into office, basically. Yeah. So if he loses, and let's face it, first-term presidents are pretty rare. I've only had a couple in the last forty years. Uh, pretty rare. Then then we'll see. Not just, I would think, uh, uh, deranged women murdering their children in garages. Well, we'll see something else, won't we? You know, in a heavy, heavily armed United States and with this all based on child protection. Yes. You're going to see a lot of people. It's a hot button issue. It's yeah. Really you're going to see a lot of people, you know, with, with Messiah complexes come forward and uh, and cause all sorts of money. Yeah, I think yeah, there is something about like the Save the Children. This is something we'll dive into in another episode as well. But um, a massive trope within Q, of course, as we were explaining before, with the adrenochrome is the uh, you know the, the the child trafficking and the you know the saving the children type thing. So the idea of people just being peaceful and lying down as a result of a Biden win in their conspiracy universe that the children are at threat. They are very unlikely to see this as a, a fair election and move on. They're quite likely to see this as the beginning of the end for thousands of fictional children, which they need to somehow save. I've seen something like 800,000 a year in the US alone. That's what they say. And a lot of these things are based in custody battles and other various sort of more bureaucratic moments of missing children. But don't let the truth get in the way of a good yarn. Eight hundred thousand is a fantastic number. Well, uh, there there is a list of some of some uh, dubious legitimacy, obviously, but there is a list of missing children. Yes, but of course, these missing children often come back unscathed and quite soon. A lot of these things come from broken homes. They come from issues of uh, domestic violence and all these kind of socio-economic issues that the Anons don't give a left-handed fuck about. All they care about is that their life is an action novel where. The good guys, Trump and themselves, are fighting evil because the kids' lives depend on it. Not like they had this whole Wayfair conspiracy, and I won't go into it because that's for another episode. But one of the missing children that these assholes were using to prove that adrenochrome was being harvested released a TikTok video saying, I'm not dead. <laughs> and it, was, it was humiliating. And you know what? None of them had the self awareness to say, Oh, maybe we got this wrong. They just moved on to the next crazy shit they came up with. Yeah, it's because we got, I mean, the eight hundred thousand figure is is bizarre and way too high. Clearly exaggerated. I mean, even in this even in this country, we do have boys and girls in their late teens. Family dislocation, off they go. I mean, I've been involved in missing persons uh, investigations myself over the years, and and uh, you'll find that a lot of people don't want to be found. It's not that they find they've wound up in cults. Some do, of course, um, but 
uh, they have chosen not to be part of that life anymore. Absolutely. And sometimes they're running away from people who are, you know, quite keen to pull them back in. Yeah, that's right. Let's just get this out there. The scale of of child abduction that uh, QAnon in Australia and globally and, and the United States believe is going on is wildly exaggerated on the numbers of missing children themselves. And, you know, anyone can look up in Australia, Australia's missing persons, and there will be a number of those that are under the age of 18. They simply do not equate to the scale uh, of a, what QAnon is saying. And it hyperbole punctuates the Q universe where things can't just be realistic. You know, if you were to say that a 1,000 kids were turned into bloody mush and adrenochrome after a series of systematic years of torture and underground bunker, mate, you've got me. You've got my attention. But no, it has to be 800,000. Yes. It's not that's believable. Right. Yeah. yeah that's the, the, so the credibility is the issue. So, so pedophilia is bad. Let's get that out there. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's just, you know, nail that one to the mouth. It's not controversial. We're all across it. <laughs> pedophilia is extremely bad. I've actually, I've actually done a lot of work in uh, exposing quite a few of them, uh, a, a number of them who wear dog collars. Absolutely. Uh, You've done more uh, to hashtag save the children than these assholes have. Well, that's absolutely right. So pedophilia is extremely bad, and we know that it has, you know, lifelong consequences. So I, I make a very good argument with you that child sex offending is uh, uh, in many ways worse than murder because you, you're basically the, – the, the victim is cast into a life of, of deep trauma and doubt. But – where are all these pedophiles? I mean, they just aren't we are talking about when we look at convictions, when we look at charges and so forth, we're seeing a, we're seeing, you know, bizarrely too many people who are teachers, politicians, sorry, teachers, police officers, I should say, a couple of politicians in there who get who get nailed for um, for trafficking. Uh, or, or supplying or receiving uh, child pornography, we you know, and and when we see these big crackdowns, these big international crackdowns, often led by the Australian Federal Police and the FBI and uh, Scotland Scotland Yard and what have you, and and they'll make arrests, let's say fifteen hundred arrests around the world. Now that's a staggering number. It is. But if you listen to QAnon. You would you would actually have to believe that at least a third of the population, adult population, weren't just looking at images of children. They were in the business of raping children. Uh, for the elites, sponging them of their blood. I mean, it's a, it's an absurd notion. I mean, it goes down to the fact that one of the biggest aspects of the Q universe is that everyone I do not like is a pedophile. It's not new, but they've taken it to incredible heights. I mean, we had it with Heffernan and Frank Arena throwing things around under parliamentary privilege, which is something we plan to cover again in a later episode. But look, that, that, those two were well ahead of their time and... Uh, <laughs> Pioneers in the crowd, because if you do throw that stuff around, you know, and, and, and under parliamentary privilege, a coward's castle, is it? Yeah, it does. You know, no one's ever going to forget that it. If you get accused of something, even as like, you know, sort of relatively, and I, I say relatively in bold text here, minor of some sort of sexual harassment, that sticks. When you're talking about actual pederasty, I mean, any, any shadow of doubt that you have violated the space of a child and you are persona non gratis in the minds of many. And kind of rightly so. Just the accusations often enough. But QAnon actually, actually, you know, they, they, they point the finger. Obviously, it's a Hillary Clinton who, who clearly is sort of, you know, this uh, incredibly prolific pedophile. Uh, eats, a, eats a baby a day. But then we're also getting into the Hollywood 
Hollywood uh, elites, you know. Now, Hollywood elites are a real f- uh, fertile ground because, unfortunately, the Jewish banker trope has kind of died off a bit, uh, you know, based on the fact that... Well, it's unsustainable, you know. It's unsustainable. You know, you can... You can there's, a, there's really only one Rothschild worth a damn in banking these days and, and hardly anyone knows who he is. You know, you, you'd have to look him up to get a... Get, look him up on Google and get a picture I of I have, him. and there's not much going on there. I mean, look, it, I don't like the idea we live in a world where we can say a billion dollars isn't much, but I think he's only worth about a billion bucks. I mean, that is not yeah. that's not running the world. That's just another dickhead who has a really big boat. This is not the House of Saud. This is not Bill Gates, I suppose. So that's why Bill cops it a bit too because he's worth a few bob. He's worth a few bob, but, of course, that goes into the anti-vax thing, and we're also going to cover that in another episode, and I'm going to do that quite passionately because I, they piss me right off. So Gates, you know, we, we, we've actually seen this. Freedom Day um, march or rally outside the Victorian Parliament going back to March where the chant was uh, lock Bill Gates up. Yeah. Um, so Gates is responsible for uh, a whole raft of sins, apparently, he through the Gates Foundation. By the way, Bill Gates is actually, uh, through the, well, the Gates Foundation at least, is basically almost on the verge of solving malaria. Yeah, there's a lot of things. They've, um, they've worked to empower women, God forbid. Probably most of the, uh, the plaudits are... Uh, uh, Belong uh, with the uh, with Nelson Mandela, um, who convinced other African leaders to allow people into um, yeah. to uh, to vaccinate uh, children for polio. So Africa is now considered polio free, and and the Gates Foundation had played a significant role in that in terms of providing logistics and supply. Um, and and they're on the verge of sort of knocking off malaria. It's not exactly uh, um, a list of uh, bad traits. I mean, malaria is one of those capitalistic outliers that is not worth solving because the people who get malaria don't tend to have many US dollars exactly. and therefore not worth it's not worth saving. So, so, but Gates cops this because he's part of that vaccination program but also because he's a, because he's a tech he, he cops a lot of the 5G flack as well. The interesting thing about uh, Bill Gates is he's one of the very few Q targets um, that isn't Jewish. Yes, yes. But, you know, like, yeah, because it is, look, there's, there's some profound anti-Semitism in his, this is, you know, the old trope about, about uh, you know, cabals of Jewish bankers. Or, no, sorry, I, 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 the, the word Jewish never appears in their stuff. It's basically cabal of bankers, which is code. Anti-Semitic code, if there if there ever was one. Oh, and the Protocols of Zion come up all the time, which is basically this bullshit anti-Semitic trope that came up in like the twenties yeah. or something. And look, you can do your own research, but I advise you don't bother. Yeah. It's trash. Yeah, well, so so, that, but it's not just anti-Semitism. That's certainly a a big streak of anti-Semitism in QAnon. There's a massive part of it, and that's the interesting thing with the Adrenochrome is that. The parallel with blood libel. Well, yeah, I mean, look, anti-Semitism has really never, never gone away. But what you're referring to is the 11th century. It was sort of a propaganda piece of nonsense that spread throughout Western Europe. Largely started in Spain, where it was said that uh, uh, Jewish parents ate their ate their own babies, ate their own children, and, and it was designed, you know, specifically to create hatred to to a, a racial or ethnic group. And that would lead to yep. pogroms, etc., and you know the justified wiping out of these people, uh, which which obviously did occur about three hundred years later in Spain. Bloody charming. These guys are almost invariably white and racist, and white supremacists. 
Absolutely. So here it's sort of almost these cryptic clues were being sent out to this sort of great army of people sitting around watching on their computers and trying to make sense of it. And, and of course, mm-hmm. they did. They would make sense of it. Well, they try. They try and basically find meanings within it. And this really has, you know, this is straight out of the Stalinist playbook, really, you know, through different yeah. media. I mean, basically, you create the material that gets people in and then you give them enough to start speculating around what's what 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 the sort of end game is, and they will take it and run yep. with it, and, and that, that, then yep. they'll be absolutely convinced of the truth of it because they created it. They created it. Yeah. Okay. So this is you know this is you know it's not just Stalin. It's the Goebbels playbook as well. You throw the material out there, and people will make sense of it. They will they will interpret it the way they want to, and that makes it true to them. It bloody works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It works. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but but what, what, what I find really interesting is that it has – it's not new. You know, the only thing that's new about this is, is the internet, the medium, the way in which – and, of course, that means that you can get information instantly. You know, you don't have to talk on the radio or print it in a newspaper. And you can isolate yourself to a certain narrative because the algorithm – unfortunately, is continuing to deliver up what you want. The slop is coming into the tray, even though in a responsible world, Zuckerberg and Dorsey from Facebook and Twitter respectively would be doing a lot more to crack down on this. Yeah, so this, so when we look at Facebook, Instagram, the Zuckerberg empire, what we see is that there's no – they've just completely dismissed the notion that they should ever have to edit posts or – Probably the the, the 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 correct term is is provide some sort of curatorial direction. Well, that makes them publishers legally, which is a real tricky yeah, issue so, as well. But I mean, as far as I can tell, Zuckerberg doesn't even play the free speech card. I mean, he he's just saying, look, we're too lazy to do anything about this. We don't want you know it will affect shareholder value if I've got to employ four thousand people, maybe even more, to to uh, yeah. to, to review all this stuff and 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 punt certain users off, punt certain pages, all that sort of stuff. This level of paranoia, this level of good versus evil and this idea that anyone in a uh, red state or a certain militia type group, they're good and everyone else is a child sex trafficker, really gives uh, a pretty strong green light to take the lives of those you disagree with. I don't think that it is reasonable to say that America is immune from having people under the idea of misinformation that is mostly disseminated through Facebook, uh, extrajudicial killings and a general um, anti-Semitic for sure, but a general targeting of those that they believe are responsible for, you know, torturing and, and murdering. Look, the liberal left, Hollywood elites, all that sort of stuff. You, you know, we are not we are not far away from people being dragged out of their homes. I'd be getting security if I if, like Tom Hanks is just, he's just a straight up baby eater, pedophile baby and eater. And the only reason that we can see for that is that he's you know made made comments that are critical of Donald Trump. Extensive career on uh, on social media, which has the kind of tweets and things that are a bit uh, like he takes photos of things on the roadside in these very ominous sort of weird ways. But that's okay. He's an eccentric Hollywood liberal. I've got no problem with that. But they will find a way to spin it and they will find a way to make it something that it's not. There's always something in it when they look between, 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 between the lines. And it's fucking tiring because Tom Hanks seems like a good guy and now he has to – Probably watch his back. And in Australia, 
the, the Anons here are just dining out on this stuff. And, but it's probably fair to say that it's, there is a difference. There is a difference between the Anons here and the Anons in the States. I mean, it is a flexible, amorphous thing, QAnon. In Australia, it's it kind is. of like a smorgasbord where they go, I'll have some of that, I'll have some of that, I'll have some yep. of that. I, I, won't, I won't get yep. into the chemtrail stuff, but I will dip into the Bill Gates should be locked up 5G nonsense. I will, of course, oh, my yep. God, children, my, you know, they're being, uh, they're being um, abducted and moved around in, in tunnels, was it 10 kilometres below the surface of the earth? Yeah, they've got these ridiculous idea of these deep underground military bases, which is, um, as we've discussed many times, Linda Everingham's uh, a great work on her very badly uh, designed uh, blog. And basically, Pete Evans also uh, did a nod to this, and this will definitely be in our episode on Pete Evans, and that is going to be hilarious, that there was a lot of roadworks going on um, in Victoria, which obviously uh, is because Victoria has a lot of roadworks going on. See, look, I I can see an obvious flaw in that, in that, you know, the people digging up the roads are probably not going to 10 kilometres below. Um, If you're 10 kilometres below the surface of the earth, it's going to be a bit warm, going to be... It's stuffy. I mean, there's not a coal mine in the world that goes 10 kilometres down because, because, not only there's no coal there, but also because it's kind of stuffy and very, very warm. Yes, and it's also very impressive to get that deep. I mean, like, I, I'm all for the elites being, uh, you know, sort of superhuman reptilian creatures, but I mean, like, you know, quite something. That's a, that's a deep drill. That's a, that's a big you one. Know, there's, 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 no one's going 10 kilometres below because you're almost, you know, Jules Verne stuff. You know, you're almost at the centre of the earth there and and it is going to be a bit warm. It's not feasible. It's incredibly stupid, but it's based on the idea, because these idiots make shit up, that 10 kilometres down there is seismic activity all around Australia. And what's happened is, of course, because of the idea that the children are being rescued, which is all a part of the Storm and Great Awakening, which I haven't gone into, we should, but essentially now that all the child rescuing is coming into play because the saviour Donald Trump is in office in the States and making sure it all happens, our, I think it's our Navy uh, um, are rescuing the children from these tunnels 10 kilometres underground and they blow the tunnels up. So therefore there's seismic activity. Now apparently geologically there's seismic activity 10 kilometers down all the time and there's some government bureaucrat that takes notes of that and puts it on a website but of course these assholes will find anything oh, in I, anything look, I, I i spoke to a seismologist recently i said that there's been a lot of apparently there's been a lot of activity activity 10 kilometers below the surface of the earth he said well there always is you know yeah that's it <laughs> And you don't yeah. notice it. It's not the fucking children, I'm telling you that you know, right now. If you're, if you're down there, if you're down 10 kilometres below the surface of the earth, going to be a bit warm, going to be a bit stuffy, going to be a little bit unstable as well. I mean, when, let's get back to Linda Everingham because she seems to be a bit of a leading light. Uh, and, it, and her thing, her big dip into the smorgasbord is the child protection stuff. The child it's popular topic. Oh, of course it is because it's it's important to feel, you know, this is this is where they get their sense of meaning from. You know, this is, you know, I, I'm, I'm battling for the for the lives of our children, you know. This is nonsense. Good versus evil. I mean, I haven't seen any 5G stuff coming from Linda's side, but she's actually employed by Telstra. She's, uh, she's employed as a, as a senior sales executive at Telstra. Not selling this 5G. I mean, look, you wouldn't want to. Knocking on the door, come around and install your modem because uh, and, and hook you up to the MBM. It could, you know, you're going to get some. You're going to. There's going to be a f- 
fair amount of free conversation with Linda. I've got to tell you that I rang up Telstra wanting to chat to her because uh, I've been through her website and uh, uh, to a to a considerable credit, she uh, she she flogs. These don't flog. She gives it away. Uh, other other QAnon grifters don't do this. There's 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 an alternate Australian constitution uh, according yes. to, to the Australian QAnons and. Uh, and she gives it away. You can just download it there. And I thought that was wonderful. Green Glue will charge a hundred. Really weird nonsense going on on that website. And and I thought it might be an idea to have a chat to her. As it turned out, she was on leave. A bit of a shame. Yeah, How long does good. this stuff go on before someone someone says, "Well, you know, let's issue writs"? Yeah, someone's got to pull. Like, I think a lot of people are skating on a lot of thin ice and, you know, Karen Brewer, which we'll also go into in quite a lot of detail later because she is a gold yeah. mine of content. But, uh, you know, she got sued by um, the, the Nats MP. And, uh, you know, like, look, her name's probably not even bloody Karen Brewer. It's a, Apparently it's a character from the Babysitter's Club. But the, the underlying thing there is that if someone pulls a trigger on a defamation suit, you're just going to lose. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, a lot of these people are, oh. won't have assets to you know, be able to cover. That That particular action you were talking about, I think there was an $870,000 damages bill, close enough to yeah. uh, get million-plus uh, with legal expenses on the – and she didn't bother turning up. So you'd imagine uh, costs will be awarded to uh, to the plaintiff. Uh, and, and, yes, it's that, that, that's the issue. But I think, you know – if you're going to run around and call prominent Australians without a shred of evidence pedophiles, that you know you've got you've got what you know. I mean, we've got particularly harsh defamation laws in this country, but they work for me in these instances. That's a slam dunk. It's just a slam dunk. Don't don't go around calling people pedophiles, especially in the instance. And we'll go into this as well in further detail another time. But uh, you know, like people like Lizzie Rose and some of those, you know, sort of um, sovereign citizens, Bunnings Karen, as she's known. Uh, look, you know, she sits there and she says that Dan Andrews fucks his own kid. I mean, that's just no. You've got no evidence. You've got no basis. You're being an asshole. Rain yourself. It makes in. me think that someone like that wants to be sued. Wants to. Have that, yes. you know that crazy moment. You, you, you just know what like it'd be. You know, it's poor. You, you feel sorry for the judge. That just be absolute nonsense, and then there'd be all sorts of shenanigans at the front of the court. And she, look, you know, once she if she's going to defame the Premier of Victoria or any other senior politician in the country in that sort of way, you know they're going to keep doing it. So, you, so she'll she'll pop into the courtroom and say, I believe that he did it. I'm going to go with a truth defence. Can't provide it. Go outside and talk to Channel 7 and, and, and say it all over again. And then get $50,000 for a fucking interview on a current <laughs> well, affair. Yeah. I mean, this is the other thing. The media doesn't really know how to handle QAnon, does it? And so sooner or later you're going to see this sort of nonsense, like it was done with the white supremacist groups in Melbourne a while back. We talked to some concerned citizens. Some call them vigilantes, blah, blah, blah. Of course, they were fully blown Nazis, you know, and yes. and, and these people need to be rejected. And QAnon, is, you know that, that the, the, these people are going to start, start turning up on a current affair, you know, start turning up on Channel 7 News, start turning up you know, being interviewed that will give them some legitimacy. And they get viewers. These people do get viewers. I mean, I watched 60 Minutes for the first time in a million years when Pandemic Pete was on there and Fanas Panayidis had a little plug in there saying how he's, oh, mate, I had no idea. I just like, this chose me. I didn't choose it. Ah, oh, bullshit, champion. You were 
chomping for fame and you ran toward this lowest hanging fruit, which is sovereign citizen dickheads who didn't have a leader. Thanos Paniades. Yeah, let's explain who Thanos Paniades is. Thanos Paniades is uh, a former uh, nightclub bouncer, I believe, security guy anyway, who walked away from the the, uh, high-paying world of uh, being a security guard and decided, I mean, he said, as you said, that the world chose him, or the this the, the life chose him. Um, but basically, yes. he just he he decided that uh, that he um, well, he wasn't getting enough coverage out of turning up on a Channel Seven cooking show, and, yes. and so he's gone he's gone full full and on full five G nut. He's a full five G nut, isn't he? He's that that that's one of his things, and. and and one of the organisers of these freedom rallies, he's been charged, I think, twice now with incitement, and uh, and be. he's looking at he might have to bring a cr- couple of cricket teams with him uh, in February. Oh, bring your twenty three mates, champion! Don't couple worry of cricket about teams it. and a scorer, and uh, you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. So that look, that, that, you know, I mean, this is that this is the thing that must be attractive to cure to QAnon potential devotees as well. That you can be a shit kicker like Fennel's Panieris, and he is a shit kicker. Let's be honest about this. I don't want to sound elitist myself, but this guy, this guy, and I've seen his videos and stuff. But this guy looks like he's got about a, an eighth grade education. Um, uh, he would uh, be, be, be flat out spelling a sentence of any sort of complexity, um, and, and no brain whatsoever. He's a hilarious narcissist. He gets really pissed off when people make angry reacts on his Facebook posts. They like all laugh reacts. He gets all shitty and blocks them, and like you know, a full tantrum. It's hilarious. For a messiah, he seems to get very annoyed with his followers. <laughs> very fragile messiah. He's not a messiah. He's a fragile boy. He's not spreading the gospel at all. He's he's basically he's basically he's basically having a, a angry chats about you know someone who might have said something about him, and I know who that person is, and when I see that person. And it's all that kind of stuff. You he's know? very good at riling people up, but on very, really basic premises. But he's an interesting leader. And look, as someone who follows these things partially for entertainment, I'm glad he exists because he's very funny. He is kind of amusing. <laughs> um, One of the things that's interesting, and I think this is worth bringing up because this is, uh, you know, we're just basically just ping-ponging here. Um, when Trump decided that 5G was actually something that the United States needed to focus on, um, they decided that 5G wasn't harmful anymore. Yeah, well, that's right. See, see when, you're, when, you, when you're in a cult, sooner or later you're going you're gonna to uh, have to uh, wallpaper over the uh, logical cracks and yes. sometimes they are yawning chasms, and this is one, of course. So 5G... Was, was all state surveillance and and dispersing the virus to us and and uh, bringing it's us tired and sick. It turns you into lesions and death. It's got health effects coming out the wazoo. Blah blah bloody blah. It was a disaster. And all of a sudden, the Trumpster goes, "Yeah, I like I like five G." And, and and then they had to accommodate this. So five G's not. A, 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 you know, not a killer anymore. Not 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 going to leave horrible lesions on your skin. You know, it's not going to control your mind. In fact, it's going to be benign. It's going to be good for us. It's a healing force. A healing force. And that's, you know, this is the lie. So, so 5G, there'll be still a non-nutters around Australia who's still anti-5G. Don't get me wrong. This not this is not over yet. No, but. 
in the States, 5G was horrible. Then the Trumpster said 5G's good. So they had to sort of come up with the, you know, with the alibi for this. And, 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 and so that was that, you know, Trump had insisted with the, with the telcos in the United States and globally, presumably, that, 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 that there had to be some megahertz of healing. Yes, of course. <laughs> sent out on, on 5G. So not only now is 5G not bad, it's actually really, really good for us. It's great. I mean, this really plays into the idea that QAnon is this participatory conspiracy theory where you can choose the bits and pieces you like. You've got your good versus evil, which is great. So you're the one saving the kids and everyone else is trying to bloody drain their brains for adrenochrome. But the magical underlying aspect of this is it's all being sorted out by Donald Trump. And now when it comes to 5G, I've got a bit of an open mind on it myself. I, I do have skepticism when it comes to microwaves and things like that. I do like the idea that if we're going to have a ubiquitous technology that may or may not have some kind of, uh, you know, uh, secondary effects, that we'd like to have that highly researched. And I don't believe it has been researched the way it should. I think the way that anti-5G people just make up random symptoms and random illnesses to try and justify a point they've made because of some sort of paranoid delusion in a cult-like community Fucking stupid. But that's just it. So, so basically, you're 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 articulating a concern, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, but we have these sorts of concerns that we're we've got, you know, we've got tel- telephones wedged in our ears, and and no good will come of this, and kids are looking at screens too often, and all that sort. Of, you know, nobody is spared. You know, it's Donald Trump in the United States is the savior, and there are others, of course. But in Australia, our power structure. Our people in our parliaments, our community leaders, our business leaders, etc. Nobody is spared. Scott Morrison is seen as a pedophile, yep. and that's quite a lot. You know, there's, there's there's a sort of bipartisanship to the conspiracy from from Australian and non. Of course, Dan Andrews, we mentioned before, is is probably uh, the uh, the biggest target. They're not fond of him. Dictator Dan, they are not fond of him. Lots of Nazi symbolism around him, which I think is. Uh- not quite justified, but hey, you know. Oh well, you know, a lot of this is pushed around by the Liberal Party too in Victoria, and they should be ashamed of themselves. But you know, well, when I say that, they're actually sort of reposting some of this, some of this anon and soft sit stuff. I saw some come up today. Um, so, so, so we don't have that same. We have a we have a saviour in this country. We don't have a saviour in I Australia. I think they use the military on. every now and then. Um, I think they still have that sort of like Peter Cosgrove vibe going on, where the navy is going to save us somehow. You mentioned the navy, and and if we look at a number of recent military judicial inquiries into the navy, it's probably not a perfect institution. Um, but uh, yeah, you mentioned the navy before, and uh, and 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 no doubt there's there's also something around the Australian Federal Police as well. Like it's almost a. Uh, uh, you know, a clean, a clean organisation. Well, they need to have something. In. There's got to be good versus evil. This entire trope relies on a good versus evil platform. And obviously the end user on Facebook and Twitter is a part of the solution. It's like Coney 2012. The idea of awareness winning the battle is the battle, which is just completely ridiculous. And just like Coney 2012, a lot of these people who are involved in the end are probably going to wind up masturbating on a street corner in a suburb near you. So, like, it's it's not going to go well for a lot of these grifters because they, I think they're going to believe their own bullshit to a point where they spiral out into insanity. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, look, you know, I read I read a piece in the Atlantic about uh, about QAnon and where it was going, 
And uh, and and look, it's certainly not going to go away. I mean, how big is it? How many members? Well, we're sort of relying on we're relying on Facebook to be honest, and we're relying on Instagram and so forth. A, a rough estimate of devotees is around three million in the United States, and it's just a, it's a staggering number. I mean, it, it's it's one percent of of the American population, so it doesn't seem like much, but three million people is a lot of people. And and in Australia, I'd, I'd suggest their numbers are probably closer to about twenty to twenty thousand. It's not a small number. No, it's not a small number, and they're incredibly active. So when we get yes, so so we were talking before about uh, you know how they've basically uh, infiltrated uh, the American electoral uh, electoral system coming up on the third of November and beyond. Absolutely. And we're going to see this start appearing in in our own politics. And, and of course, we're wide open because we have a Senate where people can be elected, well, not as easily, not with just a handful of votes that they could be. They've, they've sort of tightened that up again. But any Senate that boasts Malcolm Roberts as, as a member, it, well, that will tell you that anyone... You know, anyone's allowed in. Basically, if you if you if you basically know how to tie a Windsor knot and put on yeah. a shirt, you can walk into the Senate. You're a senator. So so this is where you'll see this happening, and it will come through independence, yeah. but it will also come through, in my view, in my opinion, the infiltration of one nation. I mean, half of them are conspiracy theorists I'm anyway, uh, and and they'll see this as you know quite. Um, uh, uh, in a quite mercenary way, they will see this as a way of picking up votes. You know, if we talk about twenty or thirty thousand votes, well, maybe that doesn't matter. You know, across, across the the Australian electorate broadly, but if it's one or two thousand votes in, in a Queensland seat, then then it starts then it starts then it starts meaning something. It's a Senate that they're really going to go for. Um, as much as I love proportionate representation, there it is a blessing and a curse because you can get a fad go through the electorate and you can wind up with some senators doing some really harmful shit with parliamentary privilege. Imagine one of these nutters, QAnon yeah. crazies. Unsuable. Unsuable. Saying they can say anything they bloody like and it has no. all the mainstream media documenting it and they are immune from prosecution. That is a reality I do not want to entertain. Well, I'll take you a step further Let's say through an independent or through one nation, there's the balance of power. Yeah, that's, that's you know? terrifying. And, and we've already seen this, or we saw this to a degree with one nation insisting on a judicial inquiry into the family, uh, into the family law courts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, an, an extraordinarily harmful exercise that was, uh, and, and you'll see more of this pandering. So if a government wants to get legislation through they'll say yeah okay what do you want to do well well we want to we want to send the military down the tunnels it probably isn't going to be as easy as that but but we we want to impose um you know a a greater greater rules on 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 5g technology the potential here is insane and we haven't exactly seen that the uh you know the corridors of power as they exist are immune from this as we've seen with bloody burn spy aka tim stewart burn spy 34 isn't it burn spy 34 he, he got he got punted off twitter and um uh stewart's wife uh is actually a Commonwealth employee. It's, it's a, I think it seems like one of those roles where you give a mate 80K a year to hang around, but uh, it's it's one of those things where it's too close for comfort. And one of the things that was really interesting is when Burnspy was saying that he had the ear of the Prime Minister and that he was going to mention ritual abuse in regard to the Royal Commission into Child Abuse. 
real child abuse that actually happens. And he did. He brought in the ritual abuse term. And and this is something that should not be ignored. This is serious. That Scott Morrison is taking cues from someone who believes, and I mean, we'll do an episode on Burns by because that guy is hilarious. The shit he comes up with is not even sad. It's just funny. It's But he does have the Prime Minister's ear, you know. I think it was the Guardian. I think it was the Guardian who outed him first. Great journalism, doing and, that. Uh, and that probably changed the dynamic. I would think a little bit. Um, oh, it's one of the things that really I think brought Q to the attention of a lot of people in the populace here. But I still don't think that the the mainstream media, as such, not that the Guardian isn't, but you know what I mean, really picked. Oh, I don't think. I, I look, I don't think any media organisations handling handling this very well. Uh, no, it's. I mean, some of them will be saying, hang on, you know, some of these people read our, <laughs> read our papers. Read our- yes, well, that's bloody it. I mean, look, let's face it, like, you know. Um- I think there's a genuine lack of understanding. I think that there's a, a view that this is a narrow little cult that is, is is really a laughable obscenity and really, you know, the more the more um, more coverage we give them, uh, the worse it is. Well, that's in a, that is in a world without social media because, unfortunately, until – Mark Zuckerberg truly nails this down and nails it down not only in the United States but in Australia where organic organisations absolutely distant from the US sort of more mainstay groups until they are legitimately just deleted, not fucked around with, not shadow banned, deleted, until that happens, the mainstream media do not have a, a say in this. They will happen. Without the mainstream media, the game has changed and their power is no longer concentrated as a mouthpiece for what the people are hearing. This is way beyond their control. And unless Zuckerberg nails down, this will only grow. If Facebook destroys all QAnon behavior, we will see this die within six months. But yeah, they won't. I, think, they won't. I mean, I'd give it a little bit longer, but I think that's right. I mean, they just won't do you it. just, you, again, just to. Sort of highlight how dangerous this is, and 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 why why we can do very little to stop it individually and even collectively. You know, in Australia, you know, I mean, you can't ban organisations and and so forth. But look, you're going to see some of this sort of really dangerous behaviour because when your fundamental belief is that uh, children are at risk, you are going to see people come forward and with violent intent with firearms. Whatever weapons they can get their hands on, they are going to go about some exercise where they where they think they're heroically going to liberate children, and in the, in doing so, they are going to put enormous numbers of Australians at risk. The fear and loathing that can come from this has not been really actualized because you know we do not have the adrenochrome papers, but we are one four chan post away from having our own Australian. CYM Corporation, which turns out to be a restaurant front for someone who got an undercooked steak at some point. And we will have someone. Look, we may not have the same kind of guns that they do in America, but we do have guns. And they will brandish them if they think they're saving children from tunnels. Unfortunately, they're they're working with bad intel and it's not going to go well. Exactly, that's right. And and in the meantime, well, you you know, these, these, these sorts of events are really just a matter of time. But in the meantime, Anyone who slags off of them, including you and me, will get pot-shotted on social media. We'll get all sorts of bad things happening to us and so forth. That's not the reason the media doesn't have a crack. 
I think no. the media really doesn't understand how widespread this is and no. how potentially devastating it can be to our political and, and, and social basically selves, you know. Absolutely. There's a lot of danger involved in this. And look, I'm expecting a few semi-literate death threats if uh, people start listening to the podcast. It's one of those things where they realise that I'm not trafficking children. But I tell you what, if I was working at Chikaronzi Mass, the bloody yeah. restaurant in Philadelphia that's been stitched up as the child trafficking bloody headquarters of the world, I would not be coming to work on Monday, right? <laughs> Would not be coming to work. I'm on a drooling day. paranoid myself at the best of times, Joel, and I'll be looking over my shoulder after we've knocked this off. Uh, we're going to move on now into a, a segment that uh, we're going to make regular. It's going to be a wonderful thing. I like, I love Pete Evans. I've been writing about him for a very long time uh, since, since we take him back to Paleo, Pete. You know, since the activated arms yeah, days. Yeah, mate. he was where he's recommending a diet that would extend your life. You know, the sort of diet that was that was used by Men and women who died, who had a you know, a life expectancy of twenty seven years of age. You know, <laughs> that's it. He's always been very funny. I think he has taken it to a new level, though. So here we are, Joe. The week in Pete Evans. He really is the uh, the the last word on Q, uh, Sovsit, uh, all sorts of propaganda, which he shares quite readily through obviously through screenshots. Because let's face it, if you put the headline in a screenshot it stops you from finding out the body of the text contradicts you. So Pete recently posted a, uh, a video uh, which is very funny for all the wrong reasons. Like this is one of his mates who is sharing the the content, but it uses the, which I think is a great song, Cult of Personality by Living Colour, which is almost certainly without actual permission, that they insist that Dan Andrews has formed a cult. It opens with Pete Evans, uh, you know, like answering a question of, um, some guy basically saying he might be a cult leader and he laughs it off. Of course, laughs it off because it's incredibly true. <laughs> but the issue is here is that it goes straight from cult of personality, ha-ha, to Nazi symbols and Hitler, as you yeah. do in both Godwin's Law in incredibly tasteless fashion. And the short steps to the Godwin's Law, isn't it, in this case? you know, It's embarrassing. Why does it always go there? And they come to this thing of saying all of this, for 890 deaths in a population of 6.69 million, which completely defeats the point of the fact that the lockdown that is the reason why the deaths are so low. God bless you, Pete. He's just gone. He's just gone straight to Godwin's Law. Just hammered that out, or his friend did not pass go. Posting it. So this is this is pockmarked between you know a salmon salad recipe and and how to cook a steak. Which I mean, no one gives a shit about anymore because it's all about bloody QAnon conspiracy theories and anti-vax hysteria. It's hilarious. And Pete, Pete's knocked on the head and he's all over. Uh, well, he's not knocked it on their head. He's just not making a quid out of it. So he's just gone, well, where can I do that? Well, you've got to find something to replace the 800K you lost because you started getting a little bit too wacky for the networks. So what's he up to now? Well, the issue with Pete's balance sheet is that it's lacking any kind of tangible income for now. But the one thing, the one thing that I take umbrage with is the fact that he has partnered with a fairly notorious multi-level marketing company called doTERRA, and he didn't have to. He's got other things going. He's got his Evolve Health Labs. He's got his cookbooks. He's got all these things to do. But he had to jump into multi-level marketing just like the walking, annoying stereotype that he is. Multi-level marketing? I mean, that's, you know, it, it's not a pyramid. It's a trapezoid. 
It certainly is, Jack. And it's going to make a trapezoid of a lot of bank accounts for a lot of people who uh, made the mistake of trusting that his exclusive access to Pete's business training and support system was going to make them a million dollars by sitting around and looking at anti-vax memes all day on Facebook. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a, it's not a business to back. If the business requires you to annoy your family and friends to buy overinflated essential oils with dubious claims of medicinal bloody results. Just don't do it. Stop. God love you, Pete. You, you, you'll never disappoint me. Well, thank you, Joel. Now, we are keeping an eye on Pete Evans so you don't have to. Let's get those uh, Facebook numbers down. Let's try and get him down under the, under the seven figures into six. Let's see what we can do there. We'll keep an eye on that. He's at 1.4 at the moment, and we'll see next week how he's travelling. Oh yeah, I hope uh, I hope we can get some movement downwards. Punish, you have been listening to the conditional release program with your hosts Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button, and if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five star review on our podcast app. Uh, Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses, which is a hell of a tag. And we've set up Facebook page, which you can find fairly easily. And finally, all feedback, tips and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's simply to tell us that you have plans to murder us if you ever see us at the shops. Perfect. Thanks, listeners. Catch you next week for more bullshit. Bye.